And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, having my own personal transporter. Like from Star Trek. That's one of my many unique desires. Why? Step on a platform, move a few buttons, and then I can get to where I want to go. What a tremendous help for us to travel anywhere. Do you know that there is a transporter for a Christian? There is a biblical application for the person who understands praise. Next, grief, depression, discouragement, and all their friends try to hang around our necks regularly. It's not If it's not one form of darkness, then it tries to be another. So perhaps we can put on our Bible hard hats and begin to chase away those awful adversaries through the power of the presence of God. In his presence, we are free from those foes and every other form of disappointment. In his presence is even the freedom from our shame. And finally, wow, I tell you, my brothers and sisters, on an often basis that our vision, our dream, our goal, the end of our faith is to be with the Lord forever and ever. But we have to wait for him to bring about the moment of no more separation. In the meantime, there is something we can do to sync up and link here on earth with him. Let's connect to Jesus and his presence more often through one simple action, praising God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Maybe not so much. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oeve, so much more. Hey, 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 we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show live at any time, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us. Text is not calling. It's texting. 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, Captain Chris will answer the phone. It's like he's your 
personal guide on a trip around the world in a very nice luxury boat. Now, you have to like that. Come on. You might have an opinion, a thought, a comment. You might have a question. You might have something rattling around there, and you're thinking, I need to talk to somebody about this just so I can square it away. So there's a couple things that we want to offer you and give you the opportunity for, and that's to reach out to us. Whether you have any of those things going on, whether you have a praise report or a prayer request or even an answer to Bible trivia like this one. To whom did Jesus say, don't you know that I had to be in my father's house? To whom did Jesus say that? Okay, that's a nice little bounce right there that I dropped on there. To whom did Jesus say that? If you think you know, like we said, you can call in at 972-445-0770. And you can text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. In the meantime, I do want to do this. I want to pray for people. So it's important to me to pray for people in uh, this particular element. I want to pray for Thanksgiving and for everybody. And I also want to pray for some health for some people. So let's just do both of us. We'll just put our faith together, bring it before the Lord. If we keep annoying God long enough and long enough and long enough, eventually, if you keep knocking, somebody's at your door and it goes like this. And it doesn't stop, and it keeps knocking. Guess what? You, you have to answer the door. <laughs> that or you go. Ah! Okay, let's pray real quickly. Father, we come before you right now, and in the name of Jesus, we pray for the holiday that uh, we are all getting ready to go into. For those that are celebrating with family. And for those that are celebrating with family where there is uh, potential conflict or problems, we certainly ask that you would give the believers, all of us believers, wisdom and insight. Some of these situations may involve conflict that don't have to do with uh, spiritual warfare but relationship-style warfare, and we're asking you to give wisdom and a calm spirit for everybody involved and that we would be the best witness, Jesus, of you that we could be for everybody. And I, Lord, I want to offer a special prayer. I want to pray for Captain Chris. He's got a lot of work going on, got a lot of energy things he's got to expend. I just want to ask you to just fill him up with a lot of strength. Give him a lot of energy, Lord, to get through uh, these next couple of days. He doesn't mind it, but just pour it into him so he can enjoy some of it. And also we pray for the health of the people that are listening. There's people out there, Lord, that have cancer. I've gotten those emails. I've gotten those uh, responses from people. There's people out there that are facing uh, a shorter span of time before they get to see you face face-to-face, we are asking for either a healing or a great sense of comfort and peace that would just rest upon them so that they know that you are deeply connected with them and that they can rely on the love that you have for them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, there we go. So, got that done. Got everybody covered right now, as far as I know. Uh, Be praying for Noel. My wife has to work Thanksgiving, like, this is the fifth year, fifth time in a row. Fifth or fourth? Fourth time. Uh, But for the first time in four years, she will actually have Christmas off. I know. Uh, Wow. That's all I can say. Wow. And once again on the question, Jesus said, to whom did Jesus say, uh, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Did he say that too? Okay, I'll leave it there. Let's get into this little text. I want to talk to you about this. 
And uh, this is not new, and I just want to say real quickly, all my material is stolen. All my material is not mine. All my material is uh, originally from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It could be 6,000 years old. It could be 4,000 years old. It could be 2,000 years old. It could be 10 years old or 5 years old if I heard a pastor talking about it. I know they all want to have their positions to to have copyrights and stuff like that. Uh, The Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. Nobody bought that from God. That's kind of dumb. But we'll just move on and go into this. Here is the bottom bottom line of this text. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. See, here's the thing. The thing is, when you're in the presence of the Lord, when you're hanging out with the Lord, and things are going great, and you're praising, and there's no problems, and you didn't get a ticket, and nobody tried to cut you off, and you get a cool present, or you have a great Thanksgiving, it's easy to be happy and thankful and appreciative, Right? But we often forget that there's an enemy, and it says the thief, and the word, by the way, the word actually thief means one who operates in stealth, okay? So I'm not a genius, but I can go out on a limb here. So the stealth airplanes are ones that radar cannot pick up. That's the whole point. They are stealth. They can't be—well, that's how the devil's been operating for the beginning, Everybody thinks, well, they should have known better. It was a snake that uh, taught to Adam and Eve. The snake wasn't bad then. There was no reason to think that. It could have been a giraffe. Nobody, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. That wasn't even the point. The point is the enemy tries to poison. And what he does just makes it as clear as he tries to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. He's a thief. He's trying to steal from you. So sometimes we'll be in the joy of the Lord, and his presence is the fullness of joy, and you're, oh, no, 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 things are great, things are great, things are great. Then what happens is something weird happens. Uh, I've mentioned this before, maybe like a pebble. (laughs) A pebble gets in the way, or, you know, or a splinter, (laughs) or something really, doesn't always have to be something big, it can be something really small. And then it seems like our joy dissipates, like somebody took a balloon, and you know when you blow up a balloon and then you squeeze the opening and it goes, but it does that and all the air is coming out? That's what seems like it happens. It's like, what went up with that? All right. So what do you do? In other words, that happens. I don't care what anybody says, it happens. And somewhere between not just Sundays or Wednesdays or fellowship times or whatever, even your personal devotional time, there are times where you come out and you're like, if the Lord came back right this second, totally, it would just be fantastic. I'm just, I'm like, the stepping in would be less. (laughs) That's how close I am. And then the enemy comes against us. And he does. Remember, there's not one person in the whole New Testament who's not like talking about, hey, watch it, watch it, watch the enemy. Paul writes about it. Peter writes about it. James writes about it. Uh, John writes about it. Matthew writes about it. Mark writes about it. Luke writes about it. I mean, can we we cover everybody here? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like the author of Hebrews, who we don't even know who that is, he writes about it. (laughs) It's like, wow. Wowzer, right? You have to be aware there's an enemy. So as much joy as you want to muster and enjoy, and that's not that you have to be happy all the time. We know, you know I don't talk about that. But be aware that sometimes that joy gets siphoned out on purpose. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what to do when it's siphoned out. 
The trivia question was, who did Jesus say, how did you not know I'd be in my father's house? Said that to Mary, but most likely Mary and Joseph, but mostly specifically to Mary, just to let you know. Double check. If I'm wrong, you can uh, text me or call me in. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it. Uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes you're in the position and the, the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM KAAM 770, the truth station. (laughs) See how I messed that up? I merged these two before I ever got there in my brain. 
Do you ever do that where you say like, I heard a comedian say one time he said, take luck, which is like good luck and take care. Anyway, uh, it's also K-double-A-Man 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we own what we do if it's correct or not correct. And so it's kind of like not correct on my answer the last time I said it. So my question was, who who did Jesus say uh, to, uh, how did you not know that I would be about my father's business in my father's house? And actually, it was Mary that asked the question, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. She is the one that asked the question. But he, the Bible says he said to them, which is mom and dad. Okay? We would assume. And then verse 50 says, and they did not understand. So there's a plurality there. So actually, uh, everybody else was more right than I was, which is like, pfft, how that's not even weird. That's normal, isn't it? Sure it is. Well, it is here anyway. All right, let's play the horn. Let's play the horn right away. For those who have listened to the show before, that's a warning in regards to this next trivia question. John the Baptist, true or false, John wore clothes made of sheepskin. True or false? There you go. Just straightforward. All right? Okay. All right? Okay. Oh, yeah, you can call in. You would think I would know this. You can call in 972-445-0770 if you want to call in. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david, at he must org. Now, you guys know I like some of this goofy, uh, uh, jokey stuff. And so here's this last. Remember that little thing we were doing with the kids and how they were kind of changing things? Okay, so I got four more, the last of them. But one of these is... Is legend. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you which one. Okay, it's the second one. But it's so good. It's so good. It's not even funny how good it is. In fact, I'll do the second one last. That just just to help people out. All right, here you go. So this is kids kind of recapping uh, a little bit about uh, what the Bible, what they've been taught, and then they're trying to put it into words or whatever the case may be. They were given some help, but not too much. Uh, After the Old Testament came the New Testament, Jesus is the star of the New Testament. Uh, He was born in Bethlehem in a barn. I wish I could have been born in a barn, too, because my mom is always saying to me, close the door, were you born in a barn? And it would be nice to say, as a matter of fact, I was. That's pretty good. Uh, Here's this next one. Uh, Jesus was a great man, healed many leopards, and even preached to some Germans on the mount. But but the Democrats, I'm not, I didn't make this up, but the Democrats and all those other bad guys put Jesus on trial before Pontius the Pilate. Pilate didn't stick up for Jesus. He just washed his hands. Here's the next one. Anyway, Jesus died for our sins, then came back to life again. He went up to heaven, but will be back at the end of the aluminum. (laughs) Wait, his return is foretold in the book of Revolution. But the best is this. I think you'll admit it. During his life, Jesus had many arguments with sinners like the Pharisees and the Republicans. Jesus also had 12 possums. The worst one was Judas Asparagus. Judas was so evil, they named a terrible vegetable after him. Come on. That is great. (laughs) Judas Asparagus. 
I am humbled. <laughs> Judas Asparagus, come on, people. You got to lighten up. Judas Asparagus. <laughs> All right, so what do you do when the devil kind of siphons it out? That's just the simple question. I'm not even trying to make this complex. You know, you're going into Thanksgiving. Yeah. And you have much to be thankful for, by the way. Just the fact that your names are written in heaven is enough for you to sail through until your time here on earth is over. Because there is nothing, you know, this, this uh, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110, 120 years is, the, is like a quarter of an 18th of a millimeter of an inch on a tape 100,000 miles long. You just got to, there's nothing. And so, you know, the enemy's going to try and make it as well. Just knowing you're saved should help you get through. But the enemy's going to try and make it as miserable as possible. That is his job. What do you do? Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 3 says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Mm, good. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the eyes to the blind, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and to appoint those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now, I know that when Jesus quoted this text in Luke, he did not add the day of the vengeance of our God in the text. He left that portion of text out, which, by the way, if you're a literalist, you'd be like, well, that's not giving the whole word. Well, that's because that part of the prophecy has not yet come to pass. The bottom line is that it is now the time where he heals the brokenhearted, proclaims liberty to the captive, opens up the eyes of the blind, and it's the, it's the time or it's the year of the Lord's favor. In other words, now is a favorable season. There's coming a time where that's over. And you'll know. So jump in now before there ain't no no option. There's no there's no repenting once God goes ding 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 times up. That's it. But one of the keys in this text is the later on portion on verse on verse verse three where he says this: a garland for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Just, just. Think about it. Just meditate. That's why scripture says meditate. Turn it over in your mind, over and over and over. Flip it like a burger. Blah, bloom, blah, bloom, blah, bloom. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Have you ever felt the spirit of heaviness? Have you ever felt like, oh. right? Usually accompanied by, why me? <laughs> the universe is against me. Or not again, right? I mean, I can start giving this list of things that we all say. It's the tag that's saying we have a spirit of heaviness. And the scripture tells us specifically that there's a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That we can move from the heaviness to a different place. You're thinking, oh... Yes, that's the thing. The thing that you and uh, does that mean that you're always going to be singing? Nope. Does that mean every moment be? Nope. But when you're in the doldrums, 
shadows. When you're in the dark shadows. When things are... Uh, when it's heavy and you just kind of lose them. That is the time and the place to break out the praise. And you think, well, how can that work? How does, it, how does the dynamic work? Well, we're going to show what it does in the spiritual realm, but I will tell you what it does for you personally. It shifts your thinking and your attention away from the circumstance and unto God. And we've said countless times on this show, just take that same picture, insert God, and see how it changes. And so when you praise, you do exactly that. You insert into the, the, the surrounding of that heaviness the very picture of God, and it gives you the ability to go, oh, well, now wait a second. And I have done it before. Now, does it work always perfectly? I don't think so. I mean, I, it hasn't for me, but I have praised my way out of depression and darkness more than once. And then you start getting into it. And then if you like the music or you really like what you're getting into. So I'll tell you what I did yesterday. This is a good example. Driving home, everybody knows about, well, not everybody knows, but a lot of people know about the school situation. If you don't know, they're, they're, they don't know what to do about my doctorate. So we're kind of <laughs> smiling, you know, smiling. But I'm driving home and I'm thinking, I need something that will uh, just, I don't know, just bring me in that right place because I don't want to sit there and start taking it out on people who are driving because it's this, this Dallas and it's just like, come on, these are not the best drivers and they've had plenty of problems, <laughs> okay? So I found, uh, I won't say who the artist is, but I found somebody that was singing uh, the top 25 hymns of all time. And one of the hymns was Peace in the Valley. And just, there will be peace in the valley for me someday. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there'll be peace in the valley for me someday, yeah. Because the valley is the low point. You see the mountaintops, that's always good. God's up on the mountain in that way and gave Moses the stuff, and that's the picture. And so, but in the valley, when you're going, damn, that's tougher, right? But there can be peace in the valley. And I'm telling you, I listened to, the, I listened to that song and then a couple of others, a couple of other classic ones. It, it really changed the inner working. I was already determined to have the right attitude. It just changed the inner working. I liked it so much when I drove into work today, I listened to it again. I can't believe how good it is. Sometimes I like the very old hymns. I do. Then I like the new version of them, and I love the spiritual songs and stuff. But you know what? Praise my way out. Okay? All right. All right. Uh, trivia question. True or false? John wore clothes made of sheepskin. False! They were made of camel's hair. That's why we... Had the little buzzer go on. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us 
as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see the Darius. He has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person, cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. I love teaching days like today, though. I just, just, if you guys aren't getting a lot out of it, you can just be praying for me. I love it. Sorry. All right. Uh, Oh, this is the next one. Uh, this is a tough one, and you can kind of go anywhere you need to go with this, but we'll see. Uh, geez, you got to fill in the missing words. Anytime you do missing words, it's tough. Fill in the missing words. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with blank and blank. We, uh, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with blank and blank. Okay, okay, okay. If you think you know the answer, what you want to do is you want to call in 972-445-0770. Props to Joanne and Cordelia nailing that right off the bat. Uh, 214-210-8483 if you want to text in. Also, david at hemustincrease.org for the email. Plus, again, I'm going to send you to the website because why? Because it's brand spanking new. 
Okay, so there's a lot to just check it out. You know, if you if you don't like it, you can just, you know, you can still go to the other site <laughs> by going to David's Food Media. But no, no, go to this site. You'll figure it out. It's good. I think it's just a lot cleaner and a lot better. I think you'll enjoy it. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All righty. All right, so our trivia question, I'll ask it again, then we're going to do our history is And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with blank and blank. There you go. In the meantime, let's do a little bit of history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, a couple good things on uh, the history. One thing that I'm not as impressed with uh, today is what do you love about America Day? Okay, now that's nice because everybody's always whining about stuff. What do you love about it? I love the freedom that we have and that I can do a show like this. Are you kidding? It's fantastic. Also, it's National Jukebox Day, which I loved jukeboxes. Those were so much fun uh, back in the day. Celebrate your unique talent day. And then I don't know how this came up again, but this is twice in the last month. It is supposed to be National Sardines Day. I just don't I just don't understand that. I'm just going to leave that alone and move on. Uh, 1960 on this day, Wilt Chamberlain pulled down 55 in an NBA record rebounds. 55 rebounds. You just don't. That is so many. Uh, 1996, rookie Kerry uh, Webb wins the LPGA Tour Championship. 1877, Black Beauty, the Anna uh, Sewell's classic book is published, sold over 50 million copies. That's pretty good, especially written way back then. And then this is also the anniversary, 1971, of D.B. Cooper hijacking, the unidentified hijacker who uh, took the money, and uh, nobody ever really found him. Nobody ever solved it. In 1980, an eight-year-old boy found three packets of the ransom cash on Columbia River about nine miles downstream from Vancouver, Washington. That's all they got. Isn't that amazing? It's like, wow, that's unbelievable. Uh, Okay, ready for the trivia? Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello. Hello, hi. Yes, this is Gary. Hi, Gary. A happy Thanksgiving upcoming, and I hope you're doing good. Well, I'm here. Thank, yeah, uh, you're here, right? You. It's so funny because sometimes I specifically pray for you because you know we don't we haven't talked a lot about, and it's just like a, about eighty percent of the time you call me. <laughs> it's like yeah. well, it's so weird. I love it though, and I know you know this answer. I just know you know this because you know these things. Uh, fill in the missing words. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor. Hello, Hello? can you hear me? Well, I can. It's on and off, but. The answer is uh, God and man. That is correct. You are right. That is right, Gary. Excellent job. Very, very good. We will continue to pray for you, and you continue to reach out to us, okay? Okay, I'll pray for all of you, too. I appreciate it. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. And to you as well, happy Thanksgiving. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Gary, taking it on. Good job. Good job with God and with man. See, that's something to understand and to grow in. Jesus grew in favor and stature. All right. 
Here we go. Ready for this next? This is going to be really a challenge for some people. Okay, but I love you, right? Okay. So we're talking about going through the ups and downs. We're talking about the enemy trying to siphon stuff off from us and make it worse. And yes, you have to remember the enemy is real. And if you say to me, well, I've never really experienced Satan in my life. He's got you so snowed. It's the saddest thing ever. Okay, so you gotta you gotta start opening up your spiritual eyes. You don't need to see a demon behind every rock. Okay, that there's no point in that. But you can't be so blinded to spiritual uh, activity that you don't know what's going on. Okay, can't do that. That's not good either. Right? All right. So let's just do an affirmation that we should be praising, and then look at the big story that's one of the best of all time. Ephesians five eighteen through 20 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and singing praises in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always concerning all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Okay, a lot, of, a lot of admonition there to be a very praisey, praisey person, right? Praise, 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 right? Not crazy, praisey, okay? All right. Now, what's important about praises? Psalm 20, 22, verse 3, God inhabits the praises of Israel. Now, stop. See, I want to make these connections. I love this stuff. We're supposed to be a very praisey people, praising the Lord. And God inhabits the praises of his people. He hangs out there. He likes that. 1 Samuel 16, one of the servants answered, I've seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He's a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is fine looking. The Lord is with him. Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who's with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread and skin of wine, and a young goat sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much. David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul, and he would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave. Why? Well, you can't escape that it's David playing the music. It's impossible. And the word psalm, in case you don't know in the Hebrew, is song. So what kind of songs did David play? We'll start reading Psalm 1, start going through the list, and you'll find out. And those spiritual songs it bring about this presence, or this, this conduit of presence, I would say, where the Lord shows up, and guess who doesn't like it when the Lord shows up? The enemy! And it's like, nah And so you get into this praise portion, and you think, well, it's cool, it's fun, right? It makes you feel better. Uh-huh, I got it. I mean, I understand. Music has something to it. Got it. But when it's true worship and truly praise, it even drives the enemy nutsy cuckoo and just like, I don't need to do this. And you think that's, I know you think it's ridiculous, but it's not. Sometimes when you walk into your own house and you can, you're just like, this is like something not right. And you got to like open up the windows and you turn the lights on and you, you got to do something. Sometimes we tell people, put on some praise music. You'd be amazed how it changes or helps uh, change the atmosphere. Now, is it some kind of magical potion? No. Come on. Really? You think that that's what's going on? No, that's not what's going on. 
I'll tell you what's going on in the next section because that's the best. It's like the best part of the whole the whole message. But what you need to catch is that we're told to sing praises in our heart and to give thanks always uh, in all things. I don't know how many all things are, but I think it's more than nothing. And then it said, you know, God inhabits the praises of Israel. So he hangs out where the people are praising. The people are praising. And Satan doesn't like it when people are praising the Lord. And you get to kind of get the flow like, well, there's a lot of connection here. Like, yeah, sure, of course there is. Of course there is. And you have Jesus, I've come to give life and life more abundant. Satan's like, I'm the thief. It's not like Satan knocks on your door and goes, hi, I'm the thief. I'm here to steal whatever I can from you. Thanks. So that praise is a powerful tool for you to connect with God, and it's then a powerful weapon to give you a standing against the enemy. It's not, I'm not, there's nothing weird about sleep. Okay. I mean, you, you look at, let's just be honest, right? We're Christians, right? We believe Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and then he rose again. People already think we're weird. <laughs> Come on. There's nothing. What? You want? You, I don't want to think I'm really weird. You believe that a guy resurrected. How much weirder you think it's going to get? Relax. I was like, well, I don't want to be nutty cuckoo. You either be nutty cuckoo for the Lord or be lost, right? Whose fool am I? I'd rather be a fool for God than a fool for the world. Right? There's no if, if, ands, or buts. And so praise has a power to it. Right? We're not even talking about Jehoshaphat, whose entire premise of defeating another army had to do with praise. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Okay, everybody, praise the Lord. And God wiped out the entire army. It's like, wow, that was pretty sp spectacular. But when we come back, we're going to focus in on the one area that makes it all connect. That's the part I love the most. And you need to recognize, and I need to recognize, this is a tool to draw us closer into the Lord and a weapon to keep the enemy away. Something you might need this weekend. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life when the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. Whatever. 
I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried. Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where that fill you just heard between the segments was not something I put there. Which is rather amazing because it has to do with the entire message that I'm talking about, about Satan stealing your joy. I'm telling you. Well, at least I'm in the right place right now. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, here is your, that just, for those of you that can catch that, it is amazing. Uh, here is your next uh, trivia question. It does have to do with John the Baptist. Just, uh, I know it's probably like, well, you wanted to be cheery. Oh, well. John the Baptist, to whom did this fiery preacher say, you brood of vipers? Oh, Jesus never called anybody a name. Not only did John the Baptist call them a brood of vipers, but Jesus called them a brood of vipers. Plus, if you read Matthew 23, he called them seven other names. So don't talk to me about name calling. I'll just follow Jesus. You worship God your way, I'll worship God his way. Uh, all right, so that's the trivia question. Let's see if you can figure that out. To whom did John the Baptist, the fiery preacher, say, you brood of vipers? He called them a bunch of snakes. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like not very nice, right? Uh, the way to reach us, uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in. Oh, somebody's calling in. 214-210-8483. Plus, you can send an email, david, at he must org. You know I want all of you to have a good, happy, safe Thanksgiving. Safe. Remember, safe. That's important. Uh, so we do have somebody who's going to answer the trivia. Here we go. Lean it over. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. It's Deborah. Hi, 
Hi, Deborah. Happy Thanksgiving upcoming. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Thank you so, so much. Okay. So great timing. Perfect. I mean, just this is blessed. I'm just really happy that you called in. Here you go. You ready for this one? John okay. the Baptist, fiery preacher. Fiery preacher. Who did he say? Who did he call? You brood of vipers. Well, I know I had a guess of two, so I'm just going to go with Sadducees. That is correct. He also, he also, it was the Sadducees and the Pharisees, so he did it twice. <laughs> called them all, he called them all that, which is like, you are all a bunch of snakes. And it's just like, <laughs> wow, you know, right? He'd be, on, he'd right? be on every cable show in the world. He called them snakes. Well, you know, <laughs> if the shoe fits, you know, I'm going to, you know. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> well, happy, happy Thanksgiving to you. Wonderful to hear your voice. I'm so glad you called in. Thank you, and you all have a great Thanksgiving, and I'm praying for everybody in the audience, too. Awesome. I appreciate that, and they appreciate that. That's the right way to go about it. Hey, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Fantastic. Okay? All right. Uh, This is another show that just – did it go by fast, or was it me, right? Maybe it's because I kind of live for this. (laughs) No, it was fast. It was fast, wasn't it? All right. Fastest 90 minutes on radio. (laughs) <laughs> all right. All right. So what's the deal? And gosh, if you heard that fill, you should know that fill that we came back from is exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about the enemy being a thief. We're talking about Jesus giving us life and life more abundant. Then the enemy comes in and tries to take it away. And then we're supposed to pull it back from the enemy and he's going to try to take it away again. And then we're supposed to pull it back from the enemy. And what is it that we do when the enemy keeps trying to drop it on us and dropping it on us is we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, it changes everything. We looked at Ephesians 5, 18 and 20, which tells us, I mean, it specifically says, in fact, I'll just take the the time to read it. uh, Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and singing praises in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always concerning all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. And so we know that's right. And we we talked about David doing his songs and driving out the evil spirits because he's doing songs that are worshiping songs, songs of praise, all that's fantastic. Why does it work? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Just getting into it. Here's here's why it works. This is not a magic anything. I, it's just like, come on. You know why? You want to know why it works? I'm going to tell you exactly why it works. Ready? Ready? Okay. Revelation chapter 5, verse 13. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under earth and in the sea and all of them that in saying to him who sits on the throne, the lamb, and to the praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. That is whether you're a premillennialist, amillennialist, or postmillennialist, that's the picture of heaven. They're in heaven and what's happening in heaven? Let's just take a wild stab at it. Uh, God is ordering a pizza. No. God is playing Jeopardy. No. God is playing around with people's lives because he has nothing better to do. No. Okay? They are praising God continually because of all the things that he does for them, and he demonstrates his wisdom in the things that he does for us. And, oh, here it comes, here it comes. 
When you praise, you're simply connecting to what's already going on. That's why it works. It's not a magic formula. It's not some weird thing. If you really believe that God is real, and I've got a message for you, in the church, it could be a full 40 to 45% of people don't actually believe it. They just do it because it makes them feel good. That's sad. If you actually believe that God is who he says he is and that he created the universe and that he wrote a book, then the book matters. And in the book, especially through Revelation, you get all these glimpses and pictures of God and all these. And guess what's happening so much? They are acknowledging and praising and giving. And when you praise the Lord, and I mean sincerely, not I'm bummed out about this situation, but I'm blessed, God, because you saved me, and one day I'll be through all of this, and then I'll be just hanging out with you with no more sorrow, no more tears, full of joy, full of grace, full of life, full of a wonderful place that you've prepared for me. And when you praise God, you connect to what's going on. Now, I've heard preachers go, well, that's, you know, that's not really how it works. Uh, because, and then you say to them, then what happens when you pray and God answers? Doesn't, isn't that you connecting to God and he responds to you? They're like, well, yeah. It's like, okay. See, see, this is where you stop, okay? This is where the older theologians need to sit down. <laughs> sit down. Just sit, take a seat, take a seat, relax, okay? Here, have a you who. Okay, so here's the bottom line. The bottom line is when we praise, we connect to the Lord. What is it Jesus said to do when you pray? He gave us the method of prayer. He gave us a model. He gave us a mannerism of prayer. And what's the first thing? Our Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let's start this off right by making sure that we're connecting correctly. Right? And you think, well, can that really, and does that really work in really bad situations? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Thank you. Acts 16, 22, 26. The mob joined in the attack, and the chief magistrates stripped off their clothes, ordered them to be beaten with rods. They inflicted many blows on them, threw them in jail, ordered the jailer to keep them securely guarded. Receiving such an order, he put them in the inner prison and secured their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. That's Acts chapter 16. From praising God in the middle of the, of the, of the hot box, the worst part of prison. And God goes, watch this, click. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's changed the Uh-oh. I mean, remember when the jailer came in, he was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to kill myself because everybody. It's like, wow. And keep in mind what the what the one line in there that people miss. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing, pra- singing hymns to God, praises to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Other people are listening to you. Other people are watching you. What is your spirit? What is your attitude? What is your disposition in that process? What are we praising God? 
Has he not delivered you every time? Has he not answered you to your best for you? Not the way you wanted to be answered. I'm not talking about that. But he answers for your best interests. Has he not always been there? And he will be there again. And so you could you have you have just that alone could give you as much prayer, uh, a praise power just to keep praising the Lord. So your name is written in heaven. Yeah, dance on streets of gold. Eye is not seen, neither is ear heard, neither is entered into the hearts of men. The things which God has prepared for them. Oh, baby. Can't wait to get to Planet Chocolate. All chocolate all day long. No calories, no problems. Here we go. (laughs) Now listen, I can think of that. So heaven's better because it can't even enter my mind. Oh, that's cool, right? Just that alone is enough to praise him forever. That we get to live forever. And yet, let's just talk about each and every one of those moments that he has brought his grace and mercy into your life and enabled you to move forward. Yeah, I think there's plenty to say thank you for and to praise him for, and you should take that into Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, I'm very appreciative for our country, but I am most appreciative for our creator, just like you. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.